Welcome to LMK How. I'm Lauren. I work in the PR space and love immersing my life with knowledge from mental health to wellness to beauty, along with all things trendy. I interview people from all different industries while also including solo episodes about the things that interest me. I'm stoked to have you here. Now let's get to the episode. Morgan Rom was born and raised in New York. She graduated from Barnard College, Columbia University with a bachelor's in political science and Jewish studies. But after college, she decided to pursue a less mainstream career, food marketing, photography, and content creation. She worked as a food writer at People Magazine for a year before the pandemic until she was laid off and continued to work on growing her food Instagram at Too Much Food, which currently has 122,000 followers on Instagram. She then forced the Locks Club to hire her by sliding into their DMs, and now she works as a part-time pasta lover and full-time employee at a Jewish dating app startup. One day she wants to write and share stories about food and culture again, at least on the side, but in the meantime she is happily eating pizza and helping Jews fall in love. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. What is one thing that you do for yourself every day? I, like, immediately my mind went to eating cheese with truffle hot sauce, which is not, like, every day, I guess, but it's every day that I have cheese in the refrigerator, (laughs) which it's honestly a lot of days. Um, And I just, like, very on brand. Have the truff, it's truff hot sauce, and I just like pour it on the cheese and watch Gilmore Girls or like Friends or whatever, whichever one I'm currently on. It's like I switch in between. <laughs> um, <so> definitely that, <laughs> definitely yes. that. Yes, do you have like a sp- oh, sorry, nice. Do you have like a specific cheese that you recommend with the truff hot sauce? <laughs> It's like so hard because I can't decide between a harder cheese like cheddar and I don't have a favorite cheddar right now. I need to find one, but cheddar and then brie cheese or like camembert. Honestly, it tastes yes. good with Do you everything. Use, um, what is it? There's like a red one and a black one, one spicier than the other. I use the less spicy one and also the white truffle, Ooh. so the regular and spicy. But the white one's super expensive. I only have that one if they send it to me. Yeah. And I get lucky. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's so cool. Literally, like, I feel like anytime any influencer, YouTuber, blogger, whatever, like, gets a PR package, I'm just like, that's just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Trump sends me something, I'm so excited. So, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yes. And have you seen that? they are coming out or they've come out maybe with um sauce I have that I have you have that sauce sauce yeah and I have their new mayo too which I haven't tried oh my god that's so cool (laughs) I'm like so cool (laughs) how did you get started I started seven years ago this month and that was when I was a junior in high school and food Instagrams weren't a thing yet. And I really started it because I loved photography in general. I loved taking photos on my phone, on my camera. And I just decided to post all of my food photos in one place and made this food Instagram. And I just was doing it for fun for most 
almost three years. And then I hit 5,000 followers when I got to college. And then it just grew very steadily and very quickly starting sophomore year of college. And I've been doing it more seriously since then. So for about four years. Cool. And do you do it on your own or do you have like a team or how does it work? I do it all on my own. Um, I also take most of the photos myself or I get my mom or my friend to take photos of, of me. Usually I don't hire anyone to help me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all me or mostly guided by me. <laughs> Amazing. And do you like plan certain content or like a certain aesthetic for the grid? I have the, the preview app and I normally will put my food photos in there first. Just It's not really that strict, but I like to, you know, make sure there aren't, you know. Okay, well, I try to plan my content in the way that it looks. For example, I don't want, you know, three plates, like three round plates in a row because I just feel like that looks kind of out of place and messy. I like to have a mix of, you know, photos of me and lifestyle focused photos and close up shots, but it's not an exact science. <laughs> okay, cool. So it's not like and, this and then this and then that. No. Okay. And a lot of the time it just has to do with when I take the photo. So usually I do that. I usually I try to post pretty quickly after I go somewhere to make sure the restaurants are happy if they invited me in but not always what's usually like the process of collaborating with restaurants or certain brands um usually restaurants will either dm me or they will email me or pr firms on behalf of the restaurants or companies um and they'll I usually prefer email because I can keep better track of those since Instagram DM is still terrible after all these years. Um, and they'll say, you know, we'd love to have you in for either a monthly special or we'd love for you to feature our restaurant. And I set up a time with them and a date and I bring a friend with me normally. And most places are pretty flexible, so I can go on my own schedule. Cool. And what's usually like the business aspect of that process like do you negotiate for like a certain like to be paid a certain amount or how does that work i pretty much never charge small businesses and restaurants to post the people i am charging are normally big brands like fast food companies or alcohol beverages um something maybe that you'd more likely find in a grocery store and restaurants and stuff. I just do that on my own and it's an exchange normally for a free meal or I go myself to a restaurant I've been wanting to go to and just post there. And if a restaurant does invite me in, I'll just tip at the end of the meal. So. Got it. And do you feel like living in New York um, has like some kind of advantage with your Instagram and like the kind of places that you get to like eat at and post about? 
I consider myself very lucky that I went to school in New York City um, because if I hadn't, I definitely wouldn't have this food Instagram. Um, I went to NYU for one year before I transferred uptown to Barnard at Columbia. And it allowed me to take the subway downtown whenever I wanted or go to a restaurant opening. Um, and I know that if I were somewhere random, I just wouldn't have been able to do any of the things that I did. And it's not easy to just like hop on the one train downtown if you go to school in freaking Pennsylvania or Chicago. Like I got to do this because I live in basically the food capital of this, of the country. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask, I was like, do you consider like New York to be like a very like food savvy environment? Honestly, I think that New York is, I know I said food capital of the country, but I just feel like it's the food capital of the world. Like they have literally everything here, every cuisine, Every chef has a restaurant here. Even, you know, famous chefs in Israel will have a ton of different spots here. Um, um, what, do you, what are like some of your favorite collabs that you've done? Um, I did this smart food popcorn shoot. And I remember leading up to the actual photo day, where I was going to create the content, I was so stressed because it's really hard to shoot popcorn and I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> and I was asking my friends for um, ideas. I was asking my parents for ideas because I didn't want to just do, you know, another product shot. Um, and I wanted to make it special and exciting. And then all of a sudden I had this idea First, I was like, wait, I should just bathe in a bathtub full of popcorn. And then I was like, no, I need to think smaller scale. Like, where am I going to get all that popcorn? So I filled a cardboard box with popcorn and then I just put my head in it. And so I was like surrounded by popcorn. Yes, I remember the photo and you have this like amazing eyeshadow. Yes, I tried to match the eyeshadow to the um the bag for the popcorn which was green <laughs> and then I actually didn't end up putting the bag in the photo because I ended up putting it into a video instead of a behind the scenes but I was just very very excited about that and it's always much easier and more fun when brands give me creative freedom <clears throat> which I mean it's not always possible for example if I work with an alcohol brand, they have way more strict guidelines. For example, you know, you can't show overconsumption, which also you can't really do in a lot of food brands too. But um, yeah, it's, it's, they have way stricter rules surrounding alcoholic beverages and really big companies will also have strict guidelines. For example, I worked with Amex recently and, you know, they said I couldn't have photos on the walls that weren't mine because they didn't have the rights to that. So it's nice to have creative freedom for sure. For sure. I mean, and then you, how did you even like come up with that? Like, like, did you see something somewhere? Or you literally were just like, okay, I'm not going to bathe in the popcorn, but like, I will put my head in it. <laughs> I saw a couple people on TikTok 
do similar things where they'd put their head in a box of cereal or flowers, like random foods, lollipops. And I knew I wanted to do something like that. And then it just came to me for this popcorn shoot because I had been thinking about doing it for something else and just never did. And then the bathtub idea came first. And then I was like, wait, this is the perfect opportunity to do that trend that I've seen a few times. Yes. I also remember um, you posting about, I forgot what company it was with, but you were in a tub of chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I think it was tater tots, actually. Oh, um, okay. That was with Milk okay. Shop. And okay. actually, it wasn't all real tater tots. That's okay. <laughs> but there were some real tater tots. It, that was really fun. And then I photoshopped the photo to make it look like I was sitting in the tub full of them. Amazing. <laughs> was that something you got paid to do or you just like did it? No, I want to say that was my junior year of college and I was barely getting paid for anything back then. Like if I if I was getting paid, it was like $25 or like $80 for and it would be these big brands that were paying me too and my my photos were getting more likes back then than they do now because there was no Instagram algorithm um and so I would get 10,000 likes on a photo and they would have paid me $80 for it and now I can only hope I get that many likes on branded content as if like that rarely happens and they they're paying me way more. So <laughs> what's the most you've been paid for um, like a collaboration um, or I guess paid for like a grid post like anything? I, th- I want to say I've gotten paid for one single post I did on like TikTok and Instagram and sent them still images and they paid me 4000 Holy shit. And that was amazing. <laughs> but um, sometimes I do like package deals with brands. So they'll say, you know, can you do two posts for this amount? And it'll be more than what I just said, but it'll be for more content. So yeah. Do you have kind of like your own like business structure of like, like, okay, if it's this big of a company and then this amount of content, then they need to be paying me this amount. Like, do you ever have like negotiations or things like that where you're like, no, you're not going to like mess with, you're not going to like, what's it called? Um, Like pay me less than I'm worth. Um, I... I don't have something written out where I have guidelines and if they have a certain amount of, you know, customers or locations, like I am not at that level, but um, if it's a brand I recognize and I know, you know, they have enough to pay me a lot and depending on the campaign, then I'll, I, I try to negotiate now almost every time, which I was not doing up until maybe a year, a year and a half ago. 
I was never negotiating, which is so silly. I don't know why not. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I try to every single time. And if it's like a huge chain, I kind of have a minimum that I ask for. And that matters to me because, you know, I don't want, I don't want to necessarily post every single thing that brands send me or everything that they pitch me. And because, you know, I know sometimes it'll take a lot of work on my end. For example, if I have to do food styling on my own. I'm very bad at that because I can't cook anything. So if there's cooking involved, then I'm going to ask for more. But if it's, you know, go to a restaurant or if it's go, if it's for a good cause, something like that, then, you know, I might not charge as much. For sure. What are some of your favorite projects that you've worked on? Um, I was flown out to LA once for, for Budweiser and we shot this like commercial or it was for their packaging or some summer campaign. And it was me and a couple other influencers. And we had two full days of photo shoots where they had professionals come in and do our hair and makeup. And that was so much fun. They took us out to dinner that night. Um, and then the campaign never went live. <laughs> so, I mean, I still enjoyed and I have the photos because I bugged them for them. And that was just really fun. So like, I'm hoping once the pandemic is over and traveling can happen again, that'll happen again, like where I get flown out somewhere. <laughs> um, I also was flown out to Denver last year for Hotel Thrillist. And basically that's a bunch of people that go I had some influencer friends that are with me and they just planned like two days, I think, of fun activities in Denver, restaurants. There was a zip lining portion and yeah, that was really fun. So they do that every year except this year because of the pandemic. Um, but yeah, that was fun. So it's fun when I like traveling when they organize it. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. How do you like refer to yourself? Like, like what is like the title you when you're like introducing yourself, maybe at these like events and stuff? Like, what do you say? Well, I'm trying to stay away from the term influencer because I feel like it has such a negative connotation today. And in the end, I I'm an influencer because I influence people to eat at certain places or buy certain products. But I also view myself as more than just someone who's posting on Instagram. Um, I was writing at People Magazine in the food section. So I consider myself a food writer too. Um, and was that your first job after college? That was my first job, yeah. Um, cool. it was <laughs> Casual. <laughs> it was technically an internship. And then I was laid off because of COVID. Um I don't know if I'm going to be writing about that kind of food again. It was more fast food, celebrity stuff, which was so fun. But I I think if I want to write again, I want to focus more on New York um, or Jewish food, Jewish content, something like that. 
but um, that was really fun. So I consider myself a food writer now and food, food writer, photographer, and content creator is what I have on my LinkedIn. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so yes. that's what but I like. To say. How has your food Instagram changed from before the pandemic to where we are now, which is exactly a year later? Okay. So during the pandemic, I was so miserable because all of my food influencer blogger friends apparently all know how to cook. I don't know where they all learned it, but they're all amazing at cooking and food styling. So they all had so much new content that they could post. And I was so lost. I had no idea what to post. I'm not even good at food styling takeout. It's definitely easier, but I'm not good at it. And there were just months and months on end where I would either have to repost old content or I was reposting other people, you know, in roundups, for example, these restaurants are open for outdoor dining right now. And I would take other people's photos and intersperse with my own. So it was hard to find a way to be a food restaurant photographer during a pandemic when no one's going out to eat. Um, Once we got to July and restaurants started opening again, I began to make the transition back to restaurant content, but people are still really wanting to see takeout. And since the pandemic started, I've gotten better at it. (laughs) You know, I ordered some plates that look nice. at my own house and some napkins that are like linen and not paper. So I'm trying to do a little bit of both. And also during the pandemic, they introduced reels. And I had already started using TikTok a lot for food content. And I basically started using reels for the same thing. But my TikTok and my reels are different because TikTok's way more casual for me. And I don't have as large a following, so I don't care as much about what I'm posting there. Whereas on Instagram, I have way more followers and everything's so professional on Instagram. So I started doing restaurant reviews in video form. And that has been really, really fun for me and has completely changed the game because reels reach so many more people than anything else that I've ever done. Um, I just posted a brand sponsored post with Too Good To Go, which is this new app that I'm obsessed with. And they let you purchase food weight, the food that would otherwise be wasted at restaurants. And I knew people were gonna be obsessed. Like as soon as I heard it, I was obsessed. And I knew I needed to do this in video form because otherwise people wouldn't understand. So I made a reel and a TikTok for them and both of those went so viral on Instagram. I hit 1.5 million views, which is unheard of. I mean, my previous most reached video or post was like 400,000 people. So, and it got almost 60,000 likes. And it's like, how did that happen? I don't know. It's crazy. So basically, I'm using reels and trying to make more video content, whether it's professionally filmed on my camera or just my phone and like looks good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Is that app only in New York or is it 
in like multiple locations? They're really, really big in Europe and they just launched in the US in 2020, late 2020. So they're in New York, DC, Philly, and Boston right now. Okay. And But they're expanding pretty quickly. Like they just added Philly and DC in the last month, I think. So Amazing. Soon That's they'll be so in California. Cool. <laughs> yes, please. I think <laughs> California would like love that. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Um, So wait, what was it like before the pandemic? My content. Yeah, your content and just kind of like the vibe of it all. Um, Pretty much all restaurant food and almost exclusively photos, though I had started experimenting with videos. I'm way more better. I'm way better now. Um. And now my, my Instagram is a mix of photos, restaurants, restaurant reviews, but also <clears throat> I try to do some more behind the scenes content. And I was not really doing that before, almost never. Um, and I wasn't even good at it when I did do it. And, I, and I'm trying to incorporate more of myself into my content too, whether it's my posts or my stories, because people are way more likely to, you know, have my account resonate for them and be relevant if it's a real person behind it. And apparently people also like me. um, You're so cute. What are you talking about? (laughs) You're so cute. By the DMs I started getting like a couple months ago, all of a sudden people started saying things like, you're my favorite food page. And I love your posts. I love your videos. I love your stories. And before that, no one was really saying that. (laughs) So all of a sudden I was like, wait, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I feel like some people I know also try to start like food blogs. But I think one of the things, in my opinion, that makes yours so successful is the eye that you have for the photography. Like you have a very unique eye. Thank you. And I feel like the photos that you take... Like, honestly, when, whenever, I don't know, I'll talk about, like, social media, like, whenever social media stuff comes up with, like, friends or maybe I'm, like, networking or something, I've definitely pulled out your Instagram and was like, yeah, this is my friend and she has this many followers, but, like, look at her photos. Like, are you kidding? I'd be like, Zoom, like... (laughs) Like, are you seeing this? I'm like, I could see every detail on this freaking cookie. I'm like, I want this. I don't even know where this is at. I feel like I have definitely developed a style of photography. I do a lot of close-up shots. So I think that people (laughs) are able to actually recognize when it's my photo without even seeing my name, which has been fun. (laughs) Yes, yes. No, I'm literally like... I don't know. I feel like whenever, like I said, whenever I see someone else trying to do food Instagram, in my mind, I'm truly, I'm not like, too, like I'm, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm like, I'm just like, I compare anyone else's to yours. That's so nice. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm serious. And then the fact that I like have you as a friend also in like, in a, on like a personal note is just like even more exciting because I'm like... Oh my god, like I know her. I know her. Like she's so cool. Like, Aww. yes. 
So what do you think the future of your food Instagram looks like? Um, well, my dad has been bugging me for, I want to say two months to hire a photographer and a videographer to help me with my content and make it better and more professional. And he was like, I will literally pay for your photographer. Like, please just do it. (laughs) So I do plan on taking him up on that offer and Hopefully I will have more content that's about me, but also like more professional than just like on my, on my camera and like my friend took it Um, because obviously my friends can take the photos, but like photographers, you know, have an eye for it. And like, maybe I can get into cooler videos with effects and writing on the screen, but I like don't really know how to do it myself. Like I not as amazing at transitions at, as someone else might be. So I want to like develop a brand and, you know, I have this dumb cooking show on TikTok where I call it this bitch can't cook. And I do. I mean, it's relatable. (laughs) I want to know that somewhere and like put it on Instagram somehow, maybe, you know, come up with some kind of logo or I don't know. I feel like that could be fun. And I just have to figure out a way to like make it better. So, and you can keep an eye out for that. Definitely. <laughs> and some better high, high quality produced content. If someone want to get into this space that they naturally would have to be creative or do you think it's something that you can kind of like adapt and learn along the way? Um. You know, I think that I probably felt differently about this a couple years ago than I do now because, you know, before there was an algorithm and before there were so many people in the food world space, it was so easy to just start a food Instagram and you didn't even need to be good at photography, honestly. Like there are some Instagrams out there with hundreds of thousands of followers and they suck and you know, they're just repost accounts or the photos that they post are, are literally terrible, like with flash. And I'm like, how have you not learned? (laughs) How have you not learned? Like this doesn't work anymore. So I think like back then when I started it, you didn't have to be good. Like I wasn't even good at that point. I was taking iPhone photos on my iPhone four with flash, sometimes without flash, but in a dark room. (laughs) (laughs) And since then I learned so much and, you know, I was good at art and I was good at photography back then, but not food photography. And I had to teach myself. And I think that at this point, when there are so many food influencers and food pages, like you do have to be good at it at this point. Um, I don't think you can just start from iPhone 4 quality anymore. That's not, I don't, like the algorithm isn't gonna push that out anymore. And like, I kind of wish that weren't the case because what if that had been me? Like, what if I had started years later? I mean, I wasn't, I didn't, like I wasn't born knowing how to take photos of pancakes. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like you still like have an eye though. Like you said, you've always been interested in photography. Yeah, I've been doing art since I was like four years old, like three years old. My parents started signing me up for art classes. (laughs) 
So I've always done this. I've always, you know, loved drawing and taking photos. I think that it was a natural progression for me to start this food Instagram. And I'm, I, I'm grateful for it. What's something that you feel sets your food Instagram apart from others? Um, I, like you were saying, you have like a style. I do think that I have a style of photography. And I think what sets me apart from a lot of people is how much effort I put into this and how much of my own time and money. Um, you know, at this point, I'm getting a lot of comped meals and I do get paid for what I do. In college, though, there were days when I would have class and then I would go downtown for a food event and then I would go back to campus for more class and then I'd go downtown again. And that was like kind of common where I would just be taking the subway all day long, going to different parts of the city just to take photos of food. And, you know, I would try to bring my friends with me, but they can't always go like in the middle of the day. And I seriously just, I was never lazy. And I think that really helped me because I was taking so many photos. I was posting two to four times a day, new content a lot of the time. And um, I was paying for a lot of it myself too. Um, Especially at the beginning when no one was really inviting me anywhere. So I think that that my work ethic and like my willingness to go out there and go to every single food event and meet every single person there and forge connections and keep in touch with those people that has really benefited me in the long run. And I am very glad that I have a lot of energy. (laughs) Yes. What is it like with your food Instagram now? Like as like a young adult in the city compared to when you were in school? In school, because I, you were you were growing at the same time. Yes. Well, I hit 5,000 on my first day of sophomore year at college and I hit 50,000 that summer. Um, it was it was fast and that's at the point where there wasn't an algorithm. And then I hit 75,000 one the next summer. Um, and 100k during the school year, during senior year. Um, and I, my content back then, like still wasn't even great. I didn't get a camera until my 21st birthday. Um, and that was junior year. What year was this? So that was 2018. Yeah. Like March, 2018 is when I finally got a camera. And even then, I still didn't really know how to use it, so. (laughs) Did you know, like, what specific camera to get, like, for food photography? I got a camera pretty much because I wanted it for portrait photography. I was still really into that. Um, And I just wanted to be able to take these photos of myself that I, like, saw other people taking, and I needed to be able to do it. So I got a mirrorless camera. And my ex-boyfriend actually helped me pick it out. It was like his friend's camera that he had, that she had. And I didn't even get the right lens. I got a portrait lens. Um, And then, you know, that summer, like eight months later, (laughs) 
I got a macro lens and that's when the food photography got so much better. <laughs> um, so yes, um, that was my, my content back then was just like all restaurants and I wasn't really that picky about what I was posting. Now I'm so particular and I'm no longer going to every single restaurant that invites me. First of all, because it wouldn't be possible. And second of all, I don't want to. Like, I only want to post food that I like and from, you know, good restaurants, ones that people haven't necessarily heard of, but also ones that are popular. So I, I try way harder now with my content. Everything takes me so much more time than it used to. But would you say it's more like according to your brand? I think so because I want to be seen as someone who puts a lot of effort and works really hard on her content. And I try not to put out anything I'm no longer, I'm like not proud of. And, you know, when I was still in college, there were posts that I would do where I was like, this is not great. (laughs) Um, You know, I would have some brand partnerships and I was just accepting everything at that point because I wasn't making money at all otherwise. And so like, I even did a partnership with a company I no longer would do because I don't, you know, necessarily agree with, you know, their morals as a company. And that's, I guess, something I need to look into now as someone with a larger platform. And, you know, I had a lot of followers back when I did, you know, a partnership I didn't agree with, but I was like, no one cares about me. Like, no one's going to care that I'm posting this. And now I'm like, okay, people actually know me. I, I care about what I'm doing. Like, it's not just about money anymore. So You're like more intentional. Yeah, definitely more intentional. I have to like think about what I'm doing now. And I have influence. Like I want to use it well, you know. So I try to talk about things that I care about. For example, you know, I talk about anti-Semitism on, on my story sometimes now. Whereas I wasn't even doing that a year ago. I was like so scared. And that's something so important to me. So I'm trying to do more good and like spread awareness about issues that I care about instead of just, you know, like remaining. I don't want to say complacent because I don't think that influencers should be pressured or feel like it's their job to educate other people. I only post about anti-Semitism because I want to. And it's just, you know, I'm trying to do what I want on my page. And on like the comfortability of it, is that something that has grown over time with more followers or, or or, I mean, not or, but like also with like the times that we're in right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot went down this summer and I did feel some responsibility to use my platform to promote unity and equality and uplift voices of those in the community that might be underrepresented. And I definitely have been making a an active effort to highlight, you know, restaurants that are black owned or Asian owned, um, trying to highlight more cuisines that I might not have otherwise tried. 
and I'm trying to use my platform to um, give a voice to those people who might not necessarily have one otherwise. And that's definitely the result of, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, there have been, there's been an increase in Asian American attacks in the US. And so I'm trying to support Asian owned restaurants as a result, you know, more so than I was before at this time. So I definitely want to use my platform for good. Again, I don't like being pressured to do that. You know, I think as myself, like I already see that as something that I'm happy to do and want to do. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I try to, I'm trying to do that more. I'm making more of an effort and I think it's going well. Definitely. <laughs> and do you, have you found that you've been getting any like specific feedback with those changes? Actually, yes. Um, I've, for example, been going to highlight more Harlem-owned restaurants. For example, I went to Harlem last week for restaurant week. And I've noticed people are saying like, oh, thank you so much for highlighting this food or for highlighting African food. Like I was never seeing that on your profile before and this is amazing. So I definitely am glad that I'm doing this because, you know, I don't know it's not as mainstream as like penne alla vodka, maybe. <laughs> and as much as like as much as I love penne alla vodka, it's literally my favorite food. I love Italian. I love Thai food. I know that I know I haven't been exposed to other kinds of cuisines, and that's because like people aren't covering them as much. And I want to be part of the change that makes other cuisines more popular and other restaurants like this adaptation of your brand of your food instagram brand is also like an adaptation just with the times of life like you said like last summer um a lot of things went down and the fact that you are making a conscious effort to include these changes in your personal um like endeavors of the growth that you want to have with your food instagram i think that's like very noble and very like i don't know like you don't you don't have to do it so the fact that you are doing this with intention and you're getting positive feedback and as a result you're also tapping into another part of the city that you potentially weren't like frequenting all the time and stuff like that so and trying new food too because I had never had Ethiopian food before this summer and then I went to this really cool Ethiopian Israeli restaurant that I had never heard of and it was so good and now I'm like I need more I need more yes <laughs> yes and so like I'm benefiting myself I'm trying new foods and expanding my own palate and like, you know, there's only there's only so much pasta that I can post. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good thing for everyone. Yes. Yes. And I think the people who follow your food Instagram, including me, will um, just really appreciate the different kinds of cuisines and black owned, Asian owned, 
the more cultural diversity you bring to the food Instagram, the better. It seems like people are going and they're appreciating having more options to choose from on my page. <laughs> and I like being a resource for people. I don't want to just be a resource for people who like Italian. And so, again, like I post so much Italian, if you can't tell. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like being able to help other people. That's the point of the page, yes. right? I mean, it kind of also reminds me of during um, – BLM, it was really popular to post or repost lists of Black-owned businesses and just like Mm -hmm. lots of amazing emphasis to support these businesses even more than we already were. So, um, I mean, I definitely had to start making an effort because I had, it's not something I had been particularly aware of when I was going to a restaurant, like who owns this? Like who, whose restaurants am I giving my support to? It wasn't something I was ever thinking about. And now I'm like, I should be thinking about that. I want to be thinking about it. And I want to highlight more than just, you know, I don't wanna like say there's one you know, culture or a kind of restaurant that I'm only highlighting that that was never the case. But I do want to make more of an effort to branch out for sure. What would you recommend to anyone who maybe like wants to start a food Instagram or any kind of project um, that they're passionate about when it, regarding like social media? Um, I really think that the most important thing is just getting out there and doing it and establishing a brand for yourself. I think that at this point, you need to be more unique than just what I was doing for so long. And I'm lucky because I started super early, but I think that anyone new entering this space needs to have a vision and like a work ethic and they need to be willing to put in the time and the energy into creating content that is not necessarily unique but not the same as every everything else not not you know taking other people's content and just being another repost account um i don't really think that works anymore so being yourself and working hard on it. I think that's like really the only way that you can do this kind of thing anymore. Where can we find you on social media? <laughs> um, okay. I have my Instagram, which is my main social media, Too Much Food. And that's three O's in both of them. So I like to tell people it's too much food. <laughs> And then my TikTok is my name, morgan.realm. And I also have a website, toomuchfood.com. It's not amazing, but (laughs) it's there. It can serve as a resource. (laughs) Yeah, that's like my main social media. If you want to read anything I've written, you can search like (laughs) morganroundpeople.com. I have some food articles up there. Maybe you'll see more from me in other publications hopefully. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me.